Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP-LP Louisville, 106.5 FM on your radio dial, and we're live streaming now. So if you go to forwardradio.org, you can find out a little bit more about our station, and uh, you can listen to us anywhere in the city, anywhere in the state, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world so folks uh, uh we've got uh, uh yvonne rivera here with us today uh uh on this show uh so uh, yvonne uh welcome to on the edge with k.a owens it is an honor to be here thank you so much for the opportunity so folks uh, uh yvonne is a, a school teacher in one of our local schools she teaches spanish She's a former broadcaster. I teach Spanish to the cutest kids in the world, <laughs> from uh, kindergarten to grade five. Well, there you go. And uh, as, as she's, as I said, she was a former programmer on this station on education issues. Uh, she's a former journalist with the Associated Press, and oh. and went to uh, Columbia School of uh, Journalism. So uh, we're so uh, uh, blessed and favored, Yvonne. Uh, in the, in the education world, uh, uh, there are some things that are going on around here locally uh, of note, and one of um, them is how to deal with the, uh, the teacher shortage. There's a teacher shortage here in Louisville and all across the country. And so uh, we're, we'd love to have you give us a breakdown uh, nationally and locally uh, and what's your take on some of the reasons behind the teacher shortage and what it is we can do to solve it and and uh, and also a take on solutions that have been put forward and put in place here locally. What is their likelihood of success? So uh, we can start wherever you want to start, Yvonne. Well, let's start on how we got here. In 2008... Uh, with the great stock market meltdown. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs, lost their homes. I mean, I'm just telling you what everybody already knows. And so states began cutting back on schools. They refused to raise salaries. They laid off a bunch of personnel, uh, made classes. In other states, they made classes larger. Um, there was a time when uh, 40 in a classroom in Arizona was called Tuesday. I mean, it was rampant. Uh, and some states have gone back and reinstituted funding for education to where they're at least at the level they were at in 2008. Others have not, and one is Kentucky. So teachers are leaving the classroom because they can make more money elsewhere. I mean, our enemy is capitalism in that case. I mean, if you've got a, a quarrel with teachers leaving to for uh, better conditions, shorter hours, and better money, your quarrel isn't with me, it's with Adam Smith. Uh, but that is not, I think, 
main reason teachers are leaving. I think it's also because schools are not fully funded in other ways. There have not been money for textbooks since I be, since before I became certified in 2009. There are, you know, and, and that's just part of it. You know, some elementary schools, what they call a playground, even here in Jefferson County, is a joke. You know, you'd think we could have at least equality on, play, you know, playing equipment. We don't. And you can go down the line. You know, for a long time, Iroquois High School, you know, had asbestos in the music room. Well, okay, that's, it's that kind of stuff. People go, well, you know, it's these greedy teachers who want more money. Well, it's not just salaries that are underfunded. I mean, if you go to a school, you realize uh, I have a tiny, tiny classroom. Drum roll, please. It's so tiny that when I was having classes in it, I had to go to the third, fourth, and fifth grade because those kids were too big to fit. All my students, I had them on a carpet because I could not have fit them at a table or, 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 or little seats. That's how small this room was. So I, you know, COVID came, I couldn't have classrooms anyway. And on Monday, I'm going to be going to my classroom. They turned it into offices. This room is small. It's got, you know, all my stuff for Spanish, the stuff for Latin, the stuff for ESL. And on Monday, we're going to try to see how we can, you know, we're going to play um, Tetris. Tetris. Thank you, Laura. My daughter, Laura. Tetris with furniture so we can fit in a fifth person and her desk and her stuff in a room that could barely accommodate 24 second graders sitting on the carpet. And I'm at an East End school and know to be grateful. Because, you know, we get a lot of outside money that make things happen. You know, one of the gifts of integrated schools is that parents who are haves, you know, have parents brought money, expertise, and connections to benefit kids from all over. And, uh, and, and so I know I have it good. You know, I've, half the teachers, I'm sure, in Jefferson County have much worse stories than I have. So, um, generally, when, when there's a labor shortage, uh, uh, no matter where it is or what category, you either raise the wages, salaries, and benefits or decrease the standards. That is, uh, in the Army, during the uh, Iraq War, the Army had a tough time getting people. So they were kind of, well, we'll take people up to 42 years old. Uh, 
will, uh, you know, uh, if you have a low-level felony, you know, hey, people need a second chance, and and, yes. and maybe a GED or high school diploma, one or the other, maybe it's necessary, maybe it's not. I mean, even Putin now is uh, to, uh, you know, to... Uh, uh, staff his military uh, special military operation he's going into the prisons in uh, Russia you know and offering people a second chance uh, of course it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to me that some of the people in the prison might say hey I've only got six months left to go maybe I'll just sit it out but uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'll just sit this one out but anyway uh, he's offering them uh, like bonuses and all kind of stuff to go into the military uh, uh, from prison so, but, uh, and so, what do you think the solutions are? I mean, we have a great core of, at this point, in, in for instance, in, particularly in Jefferson County, we have a great core of well educated teachers. Teachers with bachelor's, master's degrees, all kinds of certificates. All these things benefit the students. Why wouldn't we want to maintain that? We'll get into that in a second. But you did bring it up. When you have a shortage, there are two ways to go. You pay more money and improve conditions, or you lower uh, the uh, entry, you know, what you have to have for entry. Let's talk about opposites. And when you're talking about terrible, you really always need to begin with Arizona. Arizona was ranked last year as the worst, having the worst public schools in America. Actually, that was two years ago. Last year, I think they'd moved up to 48. Still bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just arguing about how bad it is. And, but they are the poster child for lowering what you need. They're the place where it's okay to have 40 kids in a class. They're the place where, you know, it nothing matters. You know, they have charters everywhere. They've got vouchers. They don't have money to give teachers raises. They don't have money to invest in public schools. But by gumbo, they have money for the Wall Street hedge fund managers who run for-profit charters. Go them. So this year, they just, this was July 14th, so hot off the press, they signed into law that you can begin teaching if you enroll, if you are going to start college in, you know, by the time school opens up, if you have been accepted, you can begin teaching right then. And you can see why people are worried about this very vague, you know, oh no, kids in Kentucky aren't, you know, going to be taught by people who don't have degrees. They just have to be in a program and they'll be, they'll have a mentor, whatever that means. Does that mean that they're going to be in the same room with this person all the time? Obviously not. That would not solve the teacher shortage. 
does that mean that they'll be writing their lesson plans for them? Maybe that's on paper, although nobody has said that officially, even that. But I will tell you, I was an instructor three. And somebody else was supposed to be doing my lesson plans. And anybody who wants to, I will give you a copy of my lesson plans. Because I was the humanities teacher teaching music. And nobody else could play. So, you know, legally that was not happening. And yet, I've got years worth of lesson plans for you. Go you, I mean, in Arizona, I will give them credit. They're not even pretending that these people are gonna be monitored. As long as they're signed up to get a bachelor's degree in school-based preparation programs, again, I love the vagueness. Is that getting your BA in education? Probably not, or they would have said that. It's, you know, euphemisms to make people feel better. So that's one way to do it. It's not an effective way. Again, you know, the only argument we're having is does Arizona rank 48th or 50th? You know, when they went on strike in 2018, they were the worst paid teachers in the country. Arizona is not Mississippi. It's not a cheap place to live. So they get, always remember that you get what you pay for. So tell me something, Yvonne. Uh, for instance, in the peacetime military, if you're a commissioned officer, uh, you kind of have to get promoted in the peacetime to stay in the army that is if you passed over for promotion a couple of times then they sort of exit you uh and uh people who get promoted you know from second lieutenant on up they eventually become general now of course when there is a war on they need more people they need more second lieutenants captains majors so on and so forth because there's a certain to, amount of- to replace the people who are being shot at exactly so they need, in other words, they need more people. So, uh, and, and so they're not exiting people. And also they're calling people back from the reserves. That is, you know, uh, generally those officers who w- weren't promoted and were exited into the civilian world, they stayed on the reserve list. And what that means is if there's a war, they're called back and put into service, right? So now tell me yeah. something uh, with teachers. I know there's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, let's say you're uh, under ordinary circumstances, you get hired as a teacher, and then after four years, if, if, if things go right, you become permanent. Is that sort of how it goes, or correct me if, if I'm wrong? It is, but there's one more thing we probably should add to that. And that is, once upon a time, before they cut the money, there was something called K-TIP. And that was your first year, you had a mental teacher, and you filled out this big book, and you thought about things, and you discussed stuff, and a lot of people complained about it, because it is a lot of paperwork. I'm not going to lie about that. But I am super glad I did it, because I learned a lot 
from somebody who had been in the trenches 10 years. That's gone. There's no money for that, even though it's needed now more than ever. I mean, they give away the game. If you really cared about these kids, you wouldn't be cutting money for them and shifting it to for-profit entities who then turn around and give you campaign donations. Well, what I'm, what I'm, if uh, you cared about these kids, oh, absolutely, that is uh, fully fund. Uh, keep uh, the best, most professional teachers that you can. But I'm just saying, from a personnel point of view, wouldn't it be better to go back to some of the people who didn't quite make the cut, who were marginal, and say, "Hey, we need more people," than saying just bringing somebody off the street with just a high school diploma. In other words, wouldn't it better to be to have a, a marginal captain or major than bring somebody off the street and, and make them a captain or a major? Just uh, from a military, uh, if you want to use that. That would be the case, except that if you're marginal, they'll keep you. If they if you didn't pass KTIP, you had serious issues because they gave you a chance to redo that. So, I agree with them. You don't, although I'm afraid they will bring them back, but. So what you're you saying know, is usually the people who, of, for the most part, needed to go. So what you're saying, people who generally in the past, up until now, people who didn't make the cut after four years needed to look for another career, generally. It wasn't four years. After your first year, if they realized that you just couldn't handle your classroom, couldn't get your grades in on time, didn't know how to handle your students. I mean, you had to have multiple issues. They're like, they did not renew your contract. And so... That's probably over now. Okay. So what it is saying that... They're going to keep those people. So tell me. they should be getting rid of. Okay. So what you're saying is that... as part of the shortage, you think that not only will people who uh, are not quite ready, either by education or background, to be in a classroom, find some way to be in one, that people who are marginal will be kept on. Is that what you're saying? You know, worse than marginal. I mean, we're talking about people who are not okay. You know, people who they should not keep. I see. Uh, well, they're probably in the, in the military. They're probably second lieutenants, majors, and captains who probably needed to be exited into the civilian world. Exactly. You know, when you got a war on, oh, you know. So, uh, or into another said, branch. Well, if they're yeah. really bad, they'll flag them and we won't have to deal with it. Well, I shouldn't be saying that out loud, but that's real life. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so, uh, uh, so what, on a positive note, uh, if we had the political will to do it, what should people who are really concerned about the public schools, where most people are going to be educated anyway, what should we be saying? Should folks be mobilizing around what? Because uh, there's always something going on. I mean, the latest thing is... Uh, 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 People are upset about a word uh, that uh, called well two words called genderqueer, and they're upset about those two words evidently being linked together. 
Now, as I understand, this is a book that uh, that is certain people are, are jumping up and down trying to ban from JCPS. Now, I haven't read the book, but I understand it's about a person comes to the realization that they're non-binary and asexual. So, th- so what's pornographic about that if the person is asexual? So there's no sex in it, right? Because uh, they're asexual. So uh, what could be wrong with that? Uh, they're not bothering anybody. They're just non-binary and asexual. What's wrong? But uh, evidently, uh, people are upset about the words being linked together, gender queer, And so that's the latest brouhaha around the school. So there's always something. Uh, but what is the something that people should actually be concerned about? The something that people should be actually concerned about is volunteer at least once or twice a year at a public school. Because what people tell you is going on in public schools doesn't happen there. I went to Frankfurt and listened to this woman, state legislature, I wish I could remember her name, talking about how in kindergarten they were making white. You know, she almost could have gotten away with this made-up story, but she had to make it better. Some People need to, you know, somebody needs to coach her that, you know, they were being told, white kids were being told that they needed to feel terrible about what happened to black kids and that this had happened in a kindergarten. You know, I didn't talk to her. I would have said, you had me until kindergarten. Man, that story was a good one. You should have gone and ruined it. You know, because you could see how it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable because you shouldn't believe it. When people tell go to a public school, pick one in your neighborhood, pick one in another neighborhood, go and see for yourself. They're looking for people to come and read to kids. They're looking for people to come in and help out. They're looking to people to help out in the uh, book fair. You know, there's oh, there. You, you can have an opportunity to see for yourself. The people who are telling you that all these things are happening in schools, that CRT is everywhere, that they're, you know, that the, the girls' basketball team is loaded with trans girls, you know, that just go on and on. That are taking all the starting positions. Yes. <laughs> you know, go and see for yourself. These are people who don't have kids in public schools, have never been to a public school, and whose grandkids either don't go to public schools or don't talk to their grandparents. You know, because if, this, if a story sounds ridiculous, and outrageous, it's probably made up. I never heard of CRT until it became a talking point on Fox News, thanks to the Heritage Foundation, which gets its money from the Coke machine. Uh, Critical race theory. A united America is bad for billionaires. And that's why 
they fight so hard to find that if one full outrage it vanishes, they will come up with a new one. So CRT was six months ago, and, and uh, now genderqueer is... Uh, is uh, genderqueer is a new one, yeah. and, you know, there'll be a new one after that. You know, I mean, before CRT, it was, you know, they had short of the trans kid thing. And before the trans kid thing, it was gay marriages. And before gay marriages, it was gay people existing. And, you know, you got to have your migrant caravans every even number years because that's when the elections are. It's so funny that migrants don't come to this country in odd number years. How funny that is. You know, and they undercut themselves. Uh, Trump couldn't stop talking about, you know, migrant caravans in 2018 when the Democrats took the House. Hey, if you're such a insert word here, how come uh, they're still getting it according to you? May as well vote for the Democrats who won't try to take away your health care. And I put some money in your schools. Oh, I'm sorry, I said might. Definitely did in the uh in, in the bills that Republicans voted against. Sorry. My, oh, absolutely. My so uh, just as a note, uh, folks, WFMP does not endorse or support uh, any political party or any political candidates. Go right ahead, Yvonne. <laughs> You have a, a a small number of elites forcing charter schools through one political party into existence, and there's no public demand. No public there's demand. No public demand for that, and there's no public demand for burning books, for taking books out of the library. You know, except for Moms for Liberty, which. You'll be shocked, shocked and stunned to know that it's funded by the Coke machine and that Publix grocery store heiress. Nobody has taken issue with the story of Ruby Bridges. People can't believe that you're saying this. And they're not even being smart about it. I don't know if 
if it was the lieutenant governor of Texas or their attorney general who wanted to pass this law that you couldn't have a book in school that, you know, had, you know, genocide or uh, sex in it or porn or what have you. And I'm like, dude, do you not know you are describing the Bible? Lot's daughters sleep with him. Folks, One of Jacob's daughters gets raped. Actually, I think she was his only daughter. So, and folks, we're, we're here with uh, Yvonne Rivera. So, folks, we're here, here with Yvonne Rivera, a school teacher in one of our local schools, and she's been giving, a, 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 giving us the, uh, the update on some of the things that are going on. Yvonne, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for your patience, K.A.